What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you mash that fast forward button to move to the beginning of today's episode, I'd like to quickly tell you about some ways you can support the show and everything that I'm doing right now. You can support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Again, just go on over to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Become a patron for as little as $5 a month. Or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. It's incredibly important with the way iTunes works. So if you have a second, please leave a rating and or review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts, you can check out chasethomaspodcast.com. That is on my previous episode, a link to my newsletter, and all my articles that I've written. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer, or you can just tell a friend you found this independent sports podcast that they should check out too. Thank you for listening. You're all the best. And I think we've reached the point in this intro where my uncle Darren can play me in. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome to the Chase Thomas podcast. We're recording this late on a Thursday night. Vaughn Johnson is here, and Vaughn, how many weeks in a row are we getting Mojo Raleigh versus Noe Jose? on Monday Night Raw because... It seems like it's going to happen forever. I can't take it anymore. I'm with you, man. There's a lot of things I'm not really digging about WWE right now, but that's just the laziest storytelling I've ever... Well, not I've ever seen, but some of the laziest I've ever seen. It's It's really bad. There's so many throwaway segments on Raw now, and it's just not good. And it's... I'm not... I'm not entirely certain how you fix this because I think it's just a a large problem on this show. And I just, I tweeted the other day, uh, kind of like, this is one of the, like just looking at the card for extreme rules. And um, I think it was Vince who said, um, or Chris Jericho quoted something Vince said about just the idea of anybody ever really rivaling um, the WWE in the future. And his, uh, what Vince told Chris was that like it's just too big to fail now where they're just this machine <laughs> that no matter what happens no matter how good NJBW or Ring of Honor or Impact or Lucha Underground whoever no matter how good or how big they get they still just can't come close to just the machine that is the WWE well, which there is there is some truth to that I would agree, but yeah. that, I think it's that doesn't mean Ring of Honor and New Japan can't carve out and slowly but surely carve out the niche and make that niche larger and larger as time goes on. But WWE is in a position where as far as pro wrestling, they, they got carte blanche. I mean, they are still, no matter how you feel about the product, the standard bearer in professional wrestling. I mean, you don't, you, you don't secure billion dollar TV deals and not be the, the standard bearer, which, 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 you know, like you said, it kind of makes it sad because WWE can be, Stat. I mean, when it hits, it can be really, it can be really good when it hits, but when it misses, it swings and misses just 
wildly and fall and they fall out of the batter's box that's how bad they can swing and miss sometimes but they can they just have so much content now where they can just fans forget because like even with a bad episode of raw you have a great episode of smackdown right behind it and then you have 205 live which is good now and you have nxt which everybody loves and then you have the nxt uk division expanding and all this other stuff so it's just like they just have this never-ending cycle of more content so it's easy to forget just how bad things are on raw because they have all these other other alternatives that kind of make everything just a little murky and i i don't think they care i don't think that vince is squirming at all and there's no reason for him to because they just got this billion dollar tv deal and it's almost like hey they got rewarded for just existing for a long time and just they're the right place at the right time because there is just such a premium on live sports content right now where they were the latest to cash in. I mean, UFC cashed in and the NBA cashed in and MLB was the first one to do it. And it's just, it seems like that is the, it's just the right thing to do, but it was right in front of them. It wasn't because their content has been the best that it's ever been. It's just, that's just what TV execs want right now. Fox. And and it's also because they still generate a good amount of viewers for cable on 52 weeks a year. I mean, you can't. I mean, we can talk about how low the ratings are, or they're the worst they've ever been. But for us right now, they're still pretty good. They're still at the top of cable every week, or near the top of cable every week. And that's fifty-two weeks a year, which you don't get from other sports leagues like the NFL, NBA, or you know whatever. Uh, but I, I do think, although they're not worried about necessarily you know the product, that they, they probably are worried about what's about to, what's going to happen next April in New York City, because it just got announced a couple of hours ago that Ring of Honor New Japan are bringing a show it's official they're actually going to have a show in madison square garden it's got sort of announced maybe a month or so ago <coughs> excuse <coughs> oh man <coughs> excuse me I've... something got went down the wrong Are you pipe okay, there Ron? i'm all right it just had a little moment there actually okay. but as i was saying um uh, it got it got announced sort of through a story. Then Joe Koff, the CEO of Ring of Honor, pretty much announced in an interview that WWE kind of put the kibosh and all of that, that on a potential Madison Square Garden show. And then today, Ring of Honor and Madison Square Garden itself announced that they're going to have a show there next April. I believe it's April 6th. That's WrestleMania weekend, obviously. But I would imagine... That Vincent Man is a little perturbed by that. I mean, I, if he wasn't, they wouldn't have put the kibosh on the Ring of Honor's first attempt yeah. to go to Madison Square Garden. Now it's really real. And I would imagine that even though, obviously, WWE is, <clears throat> like I said, the, the standard baron pro wrestling, they secure billion-dollar TV deals. Ring of Honor New Japan aren't really financially, unless you count Sinclair Broadcasting in that, but the two promotions themselves aren't really, you know, knocking on wwe's door anytime soon but this might be personal for miss mcmahon because this is his father's you know home turf this is his father's building that's why the curtain call you know he felt that so much because that was his father's building the building he ran for years and that's home turf i mean if there's any home turf for miss mcmahon it's not just new york city it's madison square garden ring of honor is running new york city since its inception at the manhattan center or uh different various venues in new york city it's really Madison Square Garden. That's the home turf. That, like I said, Vincent J. McMahon ran back in the '60s and, and into the '70s, and, when, and even you know after they sold the territory. And of course, that's been the home base for years for WWE. 
and it's a place that it's been such a home base that no one, no one else could run there. WCW couldn't run in Madison Square Garden. Jim Crockett Promotions didn't run in Madison Square Garden. But Ring of Honor and New Japan are. And I got to feel like that's if you want to get the WWE's attention, specifically Vince McMahon's attention, that's how you do it. I and I'm, I'm here for it. Though. I think it was a very uh, quick thing where it was just like it came across his desk and some assistant or somebody in the company told him, hey, ROH and NJPW are trying to um, book a show at MSG. What do you want to do about this? And he was like, give me the phone number of whoever and then just put the the kibosh on it but i think it was just something that took 30 seconds out of his day i don't think he spends any amount of time concerned it, with any other promotion i really don't think Vince it may not that. have i don't think it he may not have taken a bunch of his time yeah but he definitely cares this is madison this is not like does. oh I, I assure you he cares about madison square garden okay they would not have gone no, out I mean, of their way to put the kibosh on NJPW it and roh i don't think they're even he on does now i don't think so i'm not saying I'm not saying that they're going to they're competing. I think he cares because they're in Madison Square Garden. He didn't care about them maybe yesterday mm-hmm. or a couple weeks ago. He cares now though because they're on his home turf. Now he's not going to he's not worried that they're going to put WWE out of business. He's not worried that they're co- competing with WWE, which maybe happens eons from now. But he's not worried about that today. I think he's more but worried he's, about the MSG uh corporate executives allowing it to happen i think it's more of like he's probably frustrated with madison square garden more so than uh new japan and roh i don't think that's that and he's got to look at ring of honor new japan at least as a as a as a tandem maybe not on their own but as a tandem and go they're they're trying to do stuff that like they're serious they're not like serious competition but they're serious about really building their audience He's he's paying he's paying attention to that. This, this is no just, way he's just gonna be like flipping about it. But ah, oh, whatever. I mean, no, 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 no. Already no. heard rumors that like they could be on the network at some point, and there's a partnership in the. Making. That's not happening. Okay, I don't know. That's never, not when they're a, a part of Sinclair Broadcast Group. Yeah, that's true. It's not gonna happen. I don't know. I you think forget about was, that. I just, I don't <laughs> sense any sort of urgency from Vince on any of these promotions. There's not. You're not gonna see that urgency on the I surface. Think it's pettiness. I, I think he's like, this is my place. You can. Go anywhere you right. want to go except MSG. That's that's mine. Right, and that's exactly my point. And he's now he if he didn't know the name of Ring of Honor New Japan before, he definitely knows it now. But I don't because in his building, I guess. And like like you said, he's petty. So why wouldn't he? he obviously, he was petty enough to try to put the kibosh on it the first time. Now that it's is happening, it's like, yeah, he, of course. This is this is a just to me, in my opinion. I don't know how other people see it. I see that as a very big deal. Like I said, WCW didn't do this. Jim Crockett Promotions never did this. Of course, ECW never did this. No other major promotion is, I don't think any promotion really has really run Madison Square Garden for wrestling outside of WWE. Unless I, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but that's never really happened. At least on this, at least on this scale. Yeah. They're going to probably put 10,000 people in there, which, I mean, for Ring of Honor, would be, which would be an attendance record. They they just broke that this past WrestleMania weekend. They're probably going to break that again. It's going to be in New York City WrestleMania weekend. All, oh, okay, so this is next year. Yes, this is WrestleMania. This is April 6, thousand nineteen, twenty nineteen. Right. G one Supercard. Mm. So, right so WrestleMania one, not WrestleMania two. Did you read that report about there being two WrestleManias and t- starting in twenty twenty? No. Yeah. So basically, like 
they're going to build off. Um, it makes sense based on where they're going with NXT and like the global expansion that they're trying to do. And I think this is the biggest mistake that Global Force Wrestling and Impact Wrestling made in the last like 10 years was just it seems like everything's uh, inching towards globalism in general. But the fact that they did not just scour the globe and, you know, just go like, okay, we're going to get the best out of AAA. We're going to get the best out of the UK. We're going to get the best out of Japan. We're going to do everything we can and just put every like great wrestler under one branch and call it GFW. Like that's what they should have done. And I think the WWE is doing that now. I think that's what Triple H wants to do. I think he wants to have an NXT division in like every just wrestling hub all over the world at one point. And I say all that because I think now you're going to have like a WrestleMania UK. I think you're going to have a WrestleMania. Well, who, who's reporting this? Uh, that's a good question. I'm looking I'm the screen rant. I don't know anything about screen rant. Uh, that's the first report I saw. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Here's why. If it's the biggest... I know Triple A used to do like multiple versions of Triple Mania or something like that, but if you have the one singular big show of the year, it has to be one show. The Super Bowl... reason why the Super Bowl is so huge is it because it's a seven-game series. It's not a seven-game series. It was series. Screen Rant, by the way. Yeah. Oh, and... Okay. Uh, yeah. It, they, they said it was reported by somebody else, so I don't... Hmm. And they don't link it to anyone. So that's kind of sketchy. Uh, hmm. On on, you know, just from my standpoint, they have it. They, there's no links to anyone else Barn besides. Burner is the guy. John. Yeah. Fisher? Do you know John Fisher? He's the guy who. No. Okay. I think I do actually, but yeah. Regardless, point is that just doesn't seem feasible. It, it it would. Why would you do that? This is the one singular event. It's worked for thirty, what thirty four years, or thirty five years. You're gonna split it up. You run the risk of splitting the audience. I don't think. Or, I don't think. Oh, care. I might watch night two over night one. Like that's just. No, no, no. To no. me, he's saying in like a different part of the year, so it would not be like the same weekend or everything. It would be like yeah. the greatest Royal Rumble situation. That's basically what they're gonna do. They're gonna build off that where they're like gonna do the Royal Rumble at the first part of the year, and then they'll do the uh, greatest WrestleMania ever in like Taiwan wow. in July. Wow, that seems to me again so like a bad idea. If you they just don't care rest- because it's going to make money, and there are going to be people. That it's going to make money, but it's stupid. I am right there with you, but I think they are in this content machine where they don't care. There's no quality control, so it's like they know that they have this money rolling in. They have a long-term TV contract. They know that they're good in so many different fronts that they don't have to care about. You know, okay. This might be a little of an oversaturation problem. No, they don't have to concern themselves with that because they've been rewarded um, just mightily in the last couple of years. I, I just don't think it matters. I don't think Vince cares whether or not the fans are like, hey, this is probably not the best idea to keep giving us more and more content because he's hoping that it's going to be like a Netflix situation with professional wrestling where it's like people are just going to pick and choose what wrestling shows to watch every week and, um, and just let the chips fall where they may. And... Uh, I think it's going to make a lot of money, but do I think it's going to be a good product? No, I think it's going to be very fractured, and I think it's going to be annoying to try and balance everything that you have to watch on a weekly basis. That's why I was so adamantly opposed to the NXT UK division, is I don't have enough time even to really get through 205 Live. And then on the weekends that we have NXT TakeOver and like these new pay-per-view structures on Sundays where Extreme Rules has 11 matches and like seven of them are title matches. That's unacceptable. 
are you're asking people to spend like five hours for a throwaway pay-per-view that doesn't even have that many extreme rules matches on it like it's just so many little things that drive hardcore wrestling fans crazy are not things that vince and triple h and friends concern themselves with because all they really care about is more content equals more money and they don't have to concern themselves with that and it's shown because they've been rewarded with gigantic tv deals they have the talent they can just go get kenny omega and everybody else whenever they want it's just they've won and vince knows they've won and they don't care they're just going to keep expanding and expanding and it's going to get more watered down and it's going to be really difficult to keep up with everything and it's going to be annoying to have conversations like we're having right now because we'll go back and forth like did you watch this did you watch that and you're like no i haven't had time because i would just watch this and it's it's going to be overwhelming. And then I, I wonder if that's the fallout is like, people are just like, there's just too much. And I'm just not going to do this at all because I have too many choices. Well, here's the thing. I don't think WWE is going to make a second WrestleMania. Okay. They don't, they, they protected, they have to protect that brand to the utmost and to make another one would dilute that brand. The reason why the greatest world rumble even exists is it because they wanted a second world rumble was because Saudi Arabia paid for WWE to be there. So they're like, well, we got to give them something. Greatest world rumble. <laughs> you know, I like, think a lot of other countries are going to step up and do that, though. Well, I, I don't think so. Saudi Arabia is going out of their way. It's going to be in London. To, I bet you it's going to be like a London WrestleMania. Well, well, that means one WrestleMania is happening. No, no, no. I'm London. saying the greatest WrestleMania no, ever will debut No, I'm, in London. I'm telling you, if they do it in London, because London, Saudi Arabia is making an effort to get big events there. Mm-hmm. They're paying to get big events there. London isn't going to do that specifically for, for WWE. I mean, they'll... They'll go out of there to bid for it, but they're not going to bid for a second WrestleMania. They want London wants a one WrestleMania. They want the WrestleMania. They want the one that happens every spring. They're never going to. They're get not going to want the second WrestleMania. WrestleManias will never be out of the state. They might. I just don't think it's going to happen. Because they might. Of... They, here's the reason why: because you see the NFL three times a year having games over there. Yeah, it's a five-hour time difference. But people still watch. They just did the UK well, shows. Great. Like I like waking up early on a Sunday and knowing that I just have football ready to go instead of having to um wait it out for a couple hours it's terrible for pacific coast people because it starts at like eight or nine in the morning but for us east coasters the best coast in my opinion um we get to just wake up to football and it's perfect and um it's a good appetizer for right. the rest of the day now granted we don't send our best games over there shout out to jay cutler and the miami dolphins against the new orleans saints last year but uh you know the eagles jaguars game going pretty good this year though that's true I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, I think people are more open to having a something happen in the UK air live here because they've done it already. They that takeover there was a two or three years ago, and it aired. It was like three o'clock or something like that here live, but it was you know at night there. They'll do that. I think it could happen. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. My point is though, like I said, WWE doesn't want to dilute that brand. I don't think any country would spend money just to dilute get the second WrestleMania. Maybe Saudi Arabia would, but I don't see a country like London doing that. But when it comes to NXT in the UK or whatever, I think that's actually a good thing. You have you got to create ter- like territories. I think that's necessary. They're creating a new territory system. No, I don't want them under the WWE umbrella though. Like I want a. But that's how system. it was with the NWA. Yeah, I NWA. There were multiple territories. They were run by individual people, but it was all NWA. But it's still under the Triple H kind of umbrella, which is just going to be exhausting. I want different minds running different promotions in different places. Well, you will. Triple H isn't going to be booking the NXT UK. I mean, they're still signing off on everything. Vince and Triple H are I'm still sh- signing off on everything. I'm, 
I'm sure Triple H is more or less signing off on stuff that's happening in NXT. I don't think Vince is. My point is, is that there will be some differences between the t- if they have go- if they go to like let's say NXT Japan or NXT Mexico or NXT Canada or whatever the case may be NXT Germany. It, it helps them mine more talent, and I think it would be cool to have a you know different territories. It'd be like a territory system again. You can get to see different talent. You know, instead of the same, a lot of the same talent, you get to see some different talent, different settings. Because a lot of those venues, a lot of those countries have different types of venues. Wait, so I have a question see- for you. Would you enjoy New Japan more or less or indifferent if Triple H was booking the promotion and NJPW was just an NXT brand in the next year? Well, that wouldn't. I'm that would never happen if they just were like, "This is our brand now. We took it over." You don't think you would notice a difference, and you don't think it would be a worse. Product. I notice a difference, but I don't. I don't know if it would be worse. I don't think NXT is bad. It might it, uh, saying that it's it'd be worse bad. doesn't mean it's, it's just, bad though. Everything is the same, and I just don't like the homogenization of the pro wrestling world. And it's partly to go back to the first point I made about all of this is just Vince telling jericho it's like i'm not concerned with anybody that's why he was so cool about jericho going to new japan like it's not like he was upset about it the only i think company that really concerns vince and i don't even think he's really even concerned about them is the ufc like i think that's it and i don't even think well, they're kind of really working concerned. together almost. yeah exactly so i don't even think he's upset about it i will say i tweeted about this this is a good lead into the brock lesnar stuff is that um i think brock lesnar has been the biggest waste of money in this company well, just uh, it's it's amazing he's already been there for five years, but he uh, he's never wrestled a Monday night epi- uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw. He is um, I, he came out on if you didn't see it, he obviously came out. Daniel Cormier called him out and he stormed the octagon and cussed out Cormier and pushed him and blah blah blah. And guess what? He was not walking into the octagon octagon with the Universal Title. Like I don't even think he knows where it is. Like if you, ask, I didn't expect him. I would expect him to do that on a w, on a UFC pay per view. Who who does that? But I'm saying if he's not going to even if do they got that, a UFC him, star to come to WWE, he's going to walk out with his UFC title. But I'm saying like why even bother then? Like what is the? Because it's not a WWE show, and he's not a no, WWE no, no, guy like, like what that. Is the like value in Lesnar for Vince if he even goes to these shows, he's sitting ringside and he doesn't even have the title on him. Like even when he's people, sitting ringside. When you are reading a story about it the next day, they'll say WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar was at the UFC. Oh, no. I don't think that happened anywhere. I didn't see any Universal Champion. No, it was all... Or or WWE guy. Like, he's still in WWE. They'll still say that he's a WWE star. All right. I just typed in Brock Lesnar. Yahoo Sports. Brock Lesnar remains under indefinite uh, suspension in Nevada. Uh, ProWrestling.com even just says Brock Lesnar. Uh, just if you look up all the headlines, it's all just Brock Lesnar. Um, MMA Mania. What is going on with Brock Lesnar's teeth? Uh, MMA Junkie. Is Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar a guaranteed hit? Like none of these titles, USA Today, just Brock Lesnar. None of them have universal title in the name because it's almost like he's already gone and he's already destroying Raw in a way where it's like Roman Reigns and Lashley are having like a universal title feud over no title. It's just I'm on MMAweekly.com right now, and it says the WWE Universal Champion. In the headline? <laughs> Immediately. No, not in the headline, exactly. but it's in, it's in, this, well, we but know, it's in no the story. One, we only read headlines in today's culture now. Well, We're a headline I can't culture. Help that. I just I think it's just been a big waste of money. He's ma- he's the best negotiator, I think, I, of any pro athlete right now. I really believe that. He is getting just 
for the amount of work he's having to do and the amount of money he's making from two different promotions is insane. And I just, he's going to cash in on at least one more uh, UFC fight. Like he got what? 2.5 million um, for his fight against uh, Mark Hunt. And even though things got a little weird there for his failed drug test and everything else, like he's still, it was worth it because his fine was only $200,000 uh, to Nevada and he has to pay that or he can't fight Nevada again, but you know, he's going to pay that eventually. And then he's eligible on January 9th or 8th or whatever it is. And Cormier said on Conan this week that his next fight at the heavyweight title fight is going to be against Lesnar. So it's almost like he's already gone. He's never been publicly, like he's not doing the publicity tours with the company. It's not like he's mentioned on well, Raw he's, ever. He's, that's, he's never doing, he doesn't like to do that type of stuff. He yeah, rarely so what does is that the stuff. Value? Why not just take the title off him? I don't understand why he is the champion. I don't it, know. There's no value there. They apparently think there is. Because I don't he's get still it, I want an he, explanation. He just got in a cage. This is what I think from their standpoint. I, I pretty much agree. I think it's his first title reign when he was WWE World Champion in 20, was that 2014 and 2015? I thought was very good. This one, not so much. But I think from their standpoint, they got a UFC Hall of Famer and Ronda Rousey that went into the Hall of Fame that, that weekend. She's in WWE. And they, have their, they had the WWE Universal Champion hopping into the cage and shoving the UFC heavyweight champion. And reportedly, Vince didn't want to bring up Lesnar at all on Monday, which is baffling. Why? That's what everybody's talking about. How are you not going to bring up the fact that your universal champion just booked himself into the biggest UFC title match of 2019? Like, what? How does that happen? What is the reason? Like, I don't understand this company at all. And I don't understand the rationale for not even talking about Lesnar because he was at the center of attention in the sports world over the weekend. It was Brock Lesnar and the UFC and Daniel Cormier. That's what everybody was talking about on Sunday. I don't understand why you would not bring that up. It makes no sense to me. And I just think if you're not even going to bring up his UFC stuff, then what is the point of this? I just, I don't get it. And I, I, I'm just... The Lesnar stuff just needs to end. We need to move forward, whether it's Reigns, Lashley, Strowman, whoever. Just move on. It's time to go. Yeah, it, it is time. It, it be, like you said, if they have moved on to Roman Reigns by this point, I don't think anybody will really be upset. I think the people are just upset that they haven't done it yet. Like, Just pull that trigger already and get the title off of Brock Lesnar. It's time. Or, you know, it's, it's been time, but it's, it's, they got to do it at some point. Can I make a prediction, though? What's that? So he can't fight until January. We know he entered the testing pool in early July. So he has six months to serve there. As long as he doesn't fail another test in that six month time frame. He has one more match in his contract and his contract, according to Meltzer, is up in August, which is around SummerSlam. So everybody's just assuming that his last match will be SummerSlam. Um, I have a prediction. I think Lesnar is going to re-up for another four months, maybe six with Vince, another gigantic, insane payday from the company that he's going to uh, negotiate because he's really good at negotiating against Vince. Um, and I think he's not going to compete at SummerSlam. And I think we don't see him drop the title to like Survivor Series or Clash of Champions. He could have it forever. For us. <laughs> he's going to lose it, but, but I just it. think he's going to drag this out longer. And I think the people that are expecting him to drop it at SummerSlam are going to be sorely disappointed. That's where I, I, I just, that's the sense in my guts 
telling me right now is that Brock Lesnar is going to ride this out as long as possible. And I, it doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine, though, if they do keep the title on him after the fight and he loses to Cormier and then he comes back to the company after losing the biggest fight of his life and just being the champion, the universal champion, and then dropping it then? Because think of the amount, the value that he loses to the company if he loses to Cormier in January and he's still on the roster and is their universal champion. Like, Well, I don't know if he loses that much value. If that's the case, Ronda Rousey would have lost some value. She did. I mean, I don't think so. She's still a badass. Despite the fact that she lost two fights, she's still one of the toughest women on the planet. Well, I'm saying as a draw. Be- I think that definitely hurt her draw. Like, her, her draw. I, you could say that, but that doesn't mean that she's still not legitimate. Oh, no. I love Rousey. And, and she's been If amazing. she had won, right, and if she had won those two fights, she'd probably still be fighting. She probably wouldn't be in WWE. Um, that's interesting. I don't know, because it does seem like she's always had an itch. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I think she still probably would have ended up in the company anyway, but that's how things end in UFC is you just lose and then you're gone. Um, But Rousey is just a totally different story. And like the fact that she's working house shows and has just been off raw for a month is one of the more confusing and puzzling decisions on this company's part is that, okay, so raw is already a slog, but one of the one consistent things on Monday night raw that everybody gets excited for is when Rousey, comes out and Rousey does whatever and I don't understand why they're keeping her off television when television is already rough as it is with Raw like no Lesnar no Rousey and you just have Roman Reigns pulling double duty some weeks you have Rollins doing bad humor backstage with Jinder Mahal like there's just I don't understand why you would keep Rousey off television right now I I, I don't understand just to further that story, they get to Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss, and if you got if you got nothing for Ronda Rousey in the meantime, I guess why keep her on TV? Uh, because your that, product sucks right now, so you make it as enjoyable. I'm just possible. saying that's probably the thinking. Yeah, that, you know, it's like well, we want to get we're gonna they got to tie up that loose end with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss, which I don't blame them for tie up that loose end. Well, that loose end should have been but, tied up several months ago, but it. But they reopened it. They, they untied it again when they did the money in the bank cash. And so, you know, you got to tie it back. I'm noticing a trend here in the women's division on Raw because do you know who else has a loose end that um, <laughs> gets tied up and then becomes loose again? Sasha Banks and Bailey, which. Yeah, that's oh terrible. Oh, God. I'm over it. They don't even have a match at Extreme Rules. Uh, they've killed my. Any type of anticipation I had for the, their feud, WWE managed to kill it. The best rivalry in women's wrestling in what decades when they managed to no 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 that is no best rivalry in women's wrestling and so in the last let's say 15 20 years stratus and uh mickey james was significantly better than this significantly no i'm talking rivalry as far as nxt oh nxt rivalry um yeah they had that rivalry and then they had it in the pot like they had on a silver platter and they found a way to i mean the the brooklyn match was my favorite women's title match in nxt uh sasha versus bailey so i would agree with you there but i'm just saying this this is something that they could have capitalized on it's one of the best rivalries in women's wrestling history if not the best and they turned it into just more regular old crap that's on raw it doesn't help that bailey and sasha are just terrible actors so it's like they, well, they're giving terrible stuff to do. Like they got to go to good. counseling. We do, we know that they're not good in that respect, though. They, they got to go to counseling. Yeah, Kurt Angle. I mean, not even a good if, GM. 
even if it was funny, which I was, that was the only way I could tolerate it, but it wasn't really that funny. Wait, so why did they it have got- to go to counseling and Braun Strowman doesn't have to go to counseling for continually trying to murder Kevin Owens every week? Because you're using, using logic right now. Yeah. Like, Braun Strowman no one fired. In pro wrestling, no one should have to go to counseling. Let's just get over that. Yep. No more Dr. Shelby. Well, he wasn't there that's this week, stupid. so maybe that's over. The there. last thing I want to see in wrestling is counseling. Yeah. Um... And just, God. I don't want to see counseling. I don't want to see litigation. Give me fights. Give me wrestling. Do you think? Give me people angry and wanting to fight each other because they're angry at each other. But also make it make sense. And don't just go back and forth on when you're going to pull the trigger on something because they've gone back and forth on Sasha and Bailey for six months now. And it just, you can't continually drag this stuff out. And it goes back to the, the bigger point of like, there's no quality control and there's no long-term plan with certain people. Like they just, it's a week by week thing. And this is the fallout from that is that you have situations like Sasha and Bailey, where it's just like, you can tell they had no long-term plan and they don't really know how to end this thing. And it's, it's gotta be super frustrating for both of them, but yeah, I mean, it's just the way things go right now. Um, who do you think should be, let's say Lesnar does compete at SummerSlam, which I'm pretty dubious of right now. Let's say it's it's definitely going to be either Lesnar or it's going to be either Reigns or Lashley. I've gone back and forth on this because it does feel like Vince really likes Bobby Lashley. And it would not surprise me at all if they did Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. And the way Reigns has talked about Lashley, especially when this feud kicked off and calling him Bob and talking about his MMA career and everything else, you just picture Paul Heyman saying it instead of Reigns and it being over the universal title. And I just kind of wonder, is this a precursor to Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam? But then it's like, then where does that leave Reigns at that point? And I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't think the fans are going to be into either choice. I think they want Rollins in that spot, but it's not going to be Rollins. And I, uh, I don't know. I who would you who would you do there? Uh, I get. I think Reigns is going to win just because it's Roman Reigns. But I'm not really like I said enthralled with either option. Uh, WWE hasn't really done any type of justice with Bobby Lashley. Who's I, I? I like Bobby Lashley. I think he's a hell of an athlete. I think he can he can work. But they've done as far as character wise, virtually nothing with him besides have his quote-unquote sisters out there dressing, you know, out there and him on an obstacle course. But we, if if it's, if it's it is Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar at the SummerSlam or whoever, we've been there so many times, I'm kind of just over it. I think Lashley and Lesnar could have a hell of a match, but I'm not really interested in Lashley at this point. So you kind of damn if you, you kind of, you know, damn both ways, no matter which way you go. I'm not really enthralled. Yeah. And I just like you with Roman Reigns, I always err on the side of they're going to pick Reigns. But honestly, I've I could really see them going Lashley here. And if I had a gun to my head, I would say Lashley wins on Sunday. And they go. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that'd be a good match. It'd be different. It'd be you know two badasses going at it. You know they can you know Bobby Lashley's won his share of MMA fights. Uh, I know some people be like, oh, this competition wasn't great. Well, yeah, if it was that easy, everybody would be winning in MMA. So 
he's he he's legit. Record, though I feel like his record. He's like fifteen and two or yeah. something like that. Like he's got a. It's not like that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. I don't care who his opponents are. He went out there and beat people up. Like you said, you look at CM Punk and he proved how hard it is. And he was in UFC, but it's not easy. These guys are these, these fighters are good. They, they can whoop ass. And Bobby Lashley went out there and won fifteen of his seventeen fights. So yeah, and he he got of course Lesnar got the MMA background, former UFC heavyweight champion, and all this and that. Might be a future heavyweight champion in UFC. But again, the problem is. I don't really necessarily care about Bobby Lashley's journey right now as a babyface. It's not working. Uh, you know, I have no real reason to root for him other than he's a big, strong guy. Yeah, I the Sami Zayn stuff did not work, obviously, and his tagging with Braun Strowman hurt Strowman more than anything. And I don't know, man. It just they don't have anything for him. They just brought him in as like, hey, remember this guy from ten years ago? And I, I just. I'm not certain that it's going to go over much better if it is Lashley and Reigns place at SummerSlam. But yeah. at the same time, I just feel like I I really could see a Lashley Lesnar main event at SummerSlam. I could see Vince being like, yeah, let's do this. I, I like this. I, I could see it. Yeah. For whatever reason, WWE, and you can put, lay the blame on whoever you want, but they are in, at least on Raw, SmackDown, they're doing all right. But on Raw, they are in one of the biggest creative laws i've ever seen it's not like they're doing stuff and it just, just ain't sticking they're not really doing a whole lot and it's just it's just tough to watch but i i hate to, I, i'm gonna cut you like change the subject here i'm just reading uh twitter as you was talking about lashley and reigns and uh david bixon span mm-hmm. said that if, if unless a triple a card happens at madison square garden the ring of honor new japan show next year will be the first non-wwe event in that building since the 50s hmm Telling you, this is a big deal. This is this this is something that is on Vince McMahon's radar. It's been set was that seventy years almost since that's happened. I mean, you can't tell me that's not on his radar. It was not about being on his radar. It's just the company itself, and I just think all of it is is he's going to be pissed at MSG for a while. Like I could well, see they're him not being enough where he's like, okay, we're not doing because didn't they do like a MSG live show like four years ago? They do it every year. They do it. Wait, they, it was, they, had, they just had one last weekend after the Philly show I on. Like uh, they had an event. Like I feel like it was an MSG live. Or oh, they had the uh, they had the uh, the WWE Network special. Yeah. Okay. That was like 2015, but they have live events there every year. They they just had one last weekend. I think last Saturday, and they always do one uh, the night the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's like an that's like an annual tradition for them. So they still going to run shows there. It's just it it's on his radar. It's it's, it's he like I said, this is personal it's not like just a business like oh what they are they threatening our business this is his father's building <laughs> like his father's in the madison square garden hall of fame they are wwe pictures and memorabilia all around that building that's wwe's home base like space and span said the first non-wwe event there potentially unless triple a runs there later this year since the 50s this is before bruno san martino like you know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is to me, at least in my opinion, this is massive. Maybe because I'm just a, I'm a fan of the older stuff and and the, the history side of wrestling, historical side of wrestling, and I recognize the significance of it. To to think that it is kind of personal for Vince McMahon. Is he going to panic and all of a sudden step up his game because of it? No, I don't think he's going to change any type of course. 
but I do think that he's like, whoa, what the hell? Like, what is this? Like, now they're here, they're there. Like, they get to run Madison Square Garden. Is nothing sacred? Like, and maybe it, maybe hopefully, if Ring of Honor and New Japan keep up this momentum, and they can eventually build up, you know, have to keep up that upward momentum. Maybe it is a wake up call to WWE to try to at least step up their game. Maybe they don't try to st- stamp Ring of Honor and New Japan out. But they up their game because guess what? New Japan and Ring of Honor, they ain't playing games. They're running in your backyard now. Now this is the equivalent of somebody blowing up artists. Just be like, he, I don't. I just feel like he's just, he's um. What's the guy's name? Copper from Bugs Life. I think that's the name of the bad guy, the cricket. In Bugs I Life, I think it's Copper. I could be wrong, but um, that's who Vince is. And then NJPW and uh. ROH and Impact and everybody else are the bugs. Like it's they're the ants. And I don't think it, it just gonna it, like you said, it's just gonna annoy him. It's obviously a very special place to him, but I don't think he cares. And he could just open up the checkbook for Omega, Okada, and everybody else right now. Well, he could do that right now. Yeah, and that don't mean they're gonna that don't mean that they're gonna sign. I think they would all sign if they, Vince uh, offered them enough money. It, but they're going to exhaust their options with Ring of Honor New Japan first. But ROH sucks right they, now. We they, need to go ahead and say that too. Like it's a bad as promotion. much as much as you might think it sucks and it's bad. They're they're they broke an attendance record this year at WrestleMania. Their their uh average attendance for a half a year. I just saw this on my. You talked about this on my podcast. I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. Straight shooters, by the way, get that on iTunes. Uh, with Nick Cone and I, Friend of the but we just talked about it. Yes, he is. That their half year attendance, their average attendance, is the highest it's ever been. So, as much as you might think, you know, and that's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, obviously. And I'm, I'm not really upset a, that I think Ring of Honor sucks now. It just does. I'm not adult. I'm not upset. Guy. I'm just saying yeah. that it's just a matter of opinion. I'm not enthralled with their product either, but I can't hate on the numbers that they're averaging 1,400 people per show, and that's for all of their shows, not just. TV and pay-per-views, that's also the live events that we don't obviously see. Yeah. So their attendance is as good as it's ever been. They just broke an attendance record in New Orleans. They're probably going to, they're definitely going to break, I'm almost certain they're going to break another one next year or they're going to be a part of another record-breaking one. It's not their show, technically. It's Ring of Honor and New Japan. But they're going to be probably have 10,000 people in that building. You know, that's a, that's as much as you can, might not be a fan of it, they're doing numbers. It's, it's almost like WWE. As much as you might not like it, they're still putting in 75,000 people every year for WrestleMania. They still got a billion-dollar TV deal. Business for the, both of them is pretty good. Ring of Honor ain't messing with WWE at this point. But or ever. if they keep up that upward momentum... There's no momentum, maybe, though. Like, what's... I mean, they have a ceiling. We know there's a ceiling. We know they can't but reach the... I would have... If you told me a year ago Ring of Honor's one in Madison Square Garden at any point, I would have said you were crazy. Do you still think this apparently is this is? This, I can see this getting squashed still. There's no, it's not going to squash. Magic Square Garden announced it. It's happening. Oh man, it's all over Twitter. Madison, if Magic Square Garden announced it, it's happening. They're not going to take away their own event. Hmm. It, it got stamped out the first time, but apparently they they found a workaround. It's happening. Do you think Vince? Ring okay of Honor and Madison, do you think? I don't. I don't think it matters who okay if he okayed it or not. If it was up to him, I doubt he would. Because he never did it for anybody else. Why would he do it for Ring of Honor or New Japan? Yeah. So it's not. It's not. This wasn't up to him. If it was up to him, it wouldn't happen. That's what I'm saying. This is. This is more important than you. You might think. 
I'm not saying it's going to change the business, but it's important. This is in the, in, in this grand scheme of history, professional wrestling. This is a pretty big deal. This is something that hasn't happened in 60 plus years. I think it's more embarrassing that for them that they tried to squash this and they did temporarily and it didn't work. I feel like that's a worse look for them than just allowing them to do it altogether. Like, why does uh, yeah? Not to I rehash think, that right. whole conversation again, but I do think that is um, I don't know. I feel like that's the worst look about all. Of I this. think you're right about that. I think if Ring of Honor had just did it, I don't think it would have been like that big. I mean, it's still a big deal because it's something that hasn't happened in decades for non WWE wrestling event to happen in MSG. But I think it's even like an even bigger deal now. And plus, it only got the people more on Ring of Honor New Japan side. You know, because people know that WWE tried to stamp this out, tried to put the kibosh on it. That only made them look more like the evil empire. Now that they got the second, essentially the show has been revived. Oh, people are going to be all over it now. It only helped Ring of Honor New Japan from at least a, a fan relation standpoint. Despite, like I said, despite what you may think about the product, and you might not feel like that momentum is really there. I agree with you. I talked about it in my podcast a couple of days ago that the Ring of Honor World Championship just doesn't feel like it has that buzz about it. But apparently they're building momentum because they got, like I said, their attendance is on the rise and they're bringing their own attendance records. And now, there's, like I said, we know what their ceiling is. I don't know what their ceiling is anymore. They, they're running a the garden next year. That's beyond what I think Ring of you Honor was going to happen now. And this was already exactly. probably going to happen anyway. But would you like to guess whose uh, contracts are up before this uh, MSG show for ROH in New Japan? I would imagine the Young Bucks is probably up. Yep. Cody. Cody. Marty Skrull. But that don't mean they're going to leave. And Kenny Omega. That that don't mean they're going to leave. They're at least getting one or two of them. At least. I don't think so. I think Vince is now going to be so pissed off about this that he's just going to side. He might. He might pillage both promotions just to like have them go into msg with nothing like, but i could also see Dalton them Castle saying like um jay white headlining that msg show i don't i can also see them saying hey we're doing big things over here we don't necessarily have to go to wwe we're going to keep building up this what we're doing right now we're at the forefront of what we're doing but i mean omega's and already said, said about that mistake on his part if he never jumped ship basically to work with that, those guys like, that time ain't now He's an IWGP champion. He's gonna he can potentially beat headline a, a MSG show next year without WWE. I think that time is not now. I guess, but who else does Omega have to work with? That's interesting in in uh, New Japan now. Like he had his best feud of his career maybe, with Okada. Like Jay maybe White. Juice Robinson's on the rise. Oh god. Maybe Juice Robinson's. Maybe give him uh, a match with Naito. Maybe they have Okada again. Maybe. At New Wrestle Kingdom, Kota Ibushi. You know, I mean, there's just that. Yeah, the Golden Lovers. Yeah, that's that's obvious. That's to me that that got to be a main event of Wrestle Kingdom next year. That might be who or, he drops the title some, to. Yeah, somewhere down the line, maybe not Wrestle Kingdom, but somewhere down the line, it's got to be Omega versus Ibushi, right? Yeah. So, point but, is, they, he still got unfinished business there. He wants to be at the forefront of that brand. Yeah, he might want to go to WWE someday, but he's in the middle of a, of, a, of the of the prime run of his career. We're on the tip of wrestling fans' tongues, and he's not in WWE. This is something. This is a special run for him that you just don't leave when it's at its height. You ride that out and see where it goes. I think he's apparently learning. it's. I don't think he is. If I had to rank if he most likely title, to leave, I think it's probably one Kenny, two Cody, three Marty Skrull, four 
Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks are think, the least likely to jump to WWE. I would say Cody and the Young Bucks are the least likely to go, and and I would put Kenny on uh, like right below them. I think Marty Skrull might be the one to go because he's not he's not the top guy in in Ring of Honor slash New Japan. But I think but he's on the rise. Like something. when you're talking about guys on the rise, I feel like if Marty Skrull stayed on the Indies for two to three more years, he would get several yeah. long world title runs, which is something I think he needs because if he jumped to the WWE right now, I think he would be immediately sent to either NXT or to a Five Live. And I think hey, NXT in a bad spot though. It is now. There's no room for anybody. NXT is a well, terrible it might spot not, for indie might stars. Might not be. Might not be next year though. I mean, depending on who gets called up, but right as of that, right that now, always it's always happens. A very that happens every year. Promotion, but there's nowhere like they need to fire a lot of people because there's no room on the main roster either. Well, Andrade Almas is there big, once a month. They don't have time they, for anybody. If they create an all-woman show, who knows? I mean, you're, you're right about that. They're, they're, as much as they have a brand extension and, you know, they got three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown, maybe they, they need to give SmackDown an extra hour just to get no. everybody out there. Oh, God. I'm just saying, if you want Come more on. hours, okay. it might be an extra hour. Vince, I'm not a fan of three Triple hours. H, if you're listening, just skip over that last part. It, Look, I am not a fan of three hours. Bond Trust me, kidding. I am not. A, I'm not a fan of three hours. I would readily admit, three hours is the reason why we have Mojo Raleigh versus uh, what's his name, No Jose every week yeah. now. It's, but I want to see Andrade Almas. Right? I'm, I'm pissed that he's not on TV every week because he's one of the best wrestlers they have, and he's got a great manager. He's got a great character. He's got a great. He's got a great presentation. Not like he's just a great in ring guy. He's got a great presentation. He's got a great look at the manager. They need more time. For whatever reason, they, they don't have they're, – they're in the middle of something that they can't get out of, apparently. That they don't feel like they, they got to see it through, whether it's Daniel Bryan stuff, whether it's just Shinsuke stuff with Jeff Hardy. I guess once they see that stuff through, I don't know if that's after Extreme Rules or after SummerSlam, we will see Andrade. But it should happen now. He should be winning – not titles, obviously, but winning matches, well, building mean, up his credibility. Obviously, I feel like he awesome. had the momentum. Like if you had debuted him the right way, like even if you had him attack AJ to start, like Rusev's great, but there is no chance Rusev's beating AJ Styles on Sunday. Sorry to disappoint, but um, it's not going to happen. And but that's back... that's the reason why he could win it because nobody thinks he has a chance. Oh no, he's not winning. Like Vaughn, I will... I, I, I agree. Vaughn, but like? I'm just saying. <laughs> You've heard Bruce Pritchard. I've heard Bruce Pritchard say too many times. That the reason why so and so won because no one saw it coming. I think it's more that like Vince is so adamantly opposed to guys who get over on their own. Like it's it's fine, and I, I love like it warmed my heart that we had a dueling Rusev Day uh, AJ Styles chant on SmackDown last week. But it's just it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna be a. It's not going to be against AJ, especially I, after I the Shinsuke you, I, Nakamura feud. Like if they didn't put it on Nakamura at any point, who I think well, is winning the title from Hardy on Sunday. But I just I don't think it's gonna be him, and I don't think it's gonna be Samoa Joe after that. I think if I was creative right now to get in the mind of Road Dog a little bit, I would keep it on Styles because Nakamura made the most sense for this year. And if you're not gonna do that, which you can't now, I keep it on Styles for. A long period of time now and I build up Andrade and I do Andrade being the guy to take down AJ Styles uh, down the road whether that's Survivor Series WrestleMania next year or whatever I might give AJ Styles a really long run because Daniel Bryan's not ready yet like and because his big feud this year has nothing to do with the WWE title it is the Miz and um, he's not gonna be around 
for that. So who makes sense? Who's the top heel that could benefit the most from beating AJ Styles in a five-star match at a major pay-per-view? It's Andrade. Like we know Styles versus Almas will just tear the house down. Like we know that, but we haven't really talked about that and we haven't really seen much of it. And we, it's kind of like, it feels just kind of silly that Andrade who was running NXT for the last year has not like been just adamant. Like I'm better than AJ Styles. I want AJ now. Like he doesn't need to be focusing on Sin Cara. Like that match this week was great, but it doesn't help Andrade to be feuding with these kind of guys. Just like it didn't. But help. also Sin Cara got hurt too, right? Yeah. But it also doesn't so. help when you put these guys in matches against people that nobody cares about. And that's rarely on TV. Like think about Daniel Bryan. He's wasted so much time with big cats who got fired. Like it just, it's a waste of time for these top talents to be working with guys who are sporadically on TV. And I just, I think Andrade, why not just pull the trigger on him right away? Why not put him in a feud with AJ Styles immediately? Because he was super hot at that moment. He was just had an amazing run in NXT. Like I don't understand why you have to just reset everything and just like start over and build him back up. Like he had just debuted on NXT three years ago. Like it's just, it's very peculiar to me to go that route with someone like Almas, who you just know is going to be a top guy for a long time. Just pull the trigger. They're not, they're not quick to do that on SmackDown at least. I know, but wouldn't that be the best thing for everybody involved? Andrade versus AJ Styles. I mean, it, for from a wrestling standpoint, hell yeah, because they can tear it up. Yeah, but I don't think it's happening. We, anytime we, soon, we scratch though. we scratch our heads about a lot of things in WWE. That's just one of the many things. Do you think so? I think at Extreme Rules on Sunday, the match that I'm most uncertain about is Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. How do you see that playing out? Because I've gone back and forth on this, and it it I think I think the Bludgeon Brothers are winning. Okay, and they're going to pin Kane. Yeah, because Kane is not. Brian, yeah. Yeah, Kane is not going to be like surround for a long time. Not a t- I don't know. <laughs> you would think he's on a campaign trail now. He's, you know, he's got an election to worry about, but I don't see him being around for a sustained period of time, like for a title run. So, Bludgeon Brothers beat Daniel Bryan and Kane, you pin Kane, send Kane away, and Team Hell No, whatever you got to do, but move on from that. And yeah, and you help the Bludgeon Brothers, give them some more credibility to beat Team Hell No. What do you think about the Bludgeon Brothers? Because. I, I don't um I don't think they're very good. In the ring or just the character wise? Because I, I think they're great acting. Are they though? I think so. I loved okay. them when they were with the Wire family and they were tag team. I thought they should have won the tag titles back then when they were feuding with the Usos. Those were some of the best matches of that I think it was twenty fourteen, I think it was. That was some of the best matches of the year. And I think they're still really good. It's just maybe the story isn't all that great. And their characters, I mean the Bludgeon Brothers, I'm the I can see if you're not bad. the attire. Yeah, is bad. I can see you're not on board with that. But I think both of them, with the especially with the right opponents. I mean, Luke Harper is, is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, and I think Eric Rowan is a good big man, just for like, being a big man. He's not Shawn Michaels out there, but he's a good big man. He he's not as good I as Luke Harper. He's a solid Eric Rowan. Solid is big good. Man. I don't think that's. I don't um, think he's he, he's good. He's, he's definitely fine. Good. Like if you replaced him with Sawyer Fulton or something. I don't think he would notice a difference. Maybe not, but that don't mean he can't. He's he's not good. He's not serviceable in the ring. He's average, I guess. He's like a good like wins above replacement. Like he's a he's an average. He's an average guy. He's fine. He's not uh, offensive, but he's also not good. Like I'm not ever gonna be like, dude, 
Did you see that Eric Rowan match from SmackDown a couple weeks ago? Like it was good. Oh, not, it was good. Not everybody You're never is say that ever. If this was bad, not everybody's ninety nine. I mean, somebody's going to be an eighty. Somebody's going to be an eighty one. I think so, Luke Harper is good in a vacuum, but I think this tag team is just nobody cares. And the Miz did everything he could because the Miz is a man of the people and just the best company man. He did everything possible to get fans to hate the Bludgeon Brothers, and he couldn't do it. Like it, they ended SmackDown last week with them just coming out and staring at daniel bryan and kane for like 10 seconds and it was just crickets in the arena after it went off the air and it's just like what why it was one of the most bizarre endings of a pro wrestling show i've ever seen but it's just not working and i think at some point you have to just move on and say this this failed and um you have so many talented tag teams in general anyway i i still think you can do team hell no with the titles for a little bit and you could um, give a nice bump to whoever they drop it to after Kane eventually has to leave. So you could have the Miz cost them the title and that's how you kick off Daniel Bryan versus the Miz and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think team hell no wins just because it would have to be like some sort of like the Miz would, I think would have to get involved in the match on Sunday. Cause he doesn't have a match this week, right? Uh, he's a, uh, I believe he's off doing something else. I can't remember exactly okay, so what it is. That's going to be our prediction is I think he gets involved. I don't think he gets involved. I think he's going to SummerSlam's actually only a month busy. away, man. They have so to SummerSlam, start it. I think he's going to be busy doing something. I can't remember what exactly he's going to be doing hmm. off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing like a like some type of promotional tour or well, something he like was that on for Larry King this week. So yeah, I think to he's him. going to be and Maurice, his lovely uh, wife, Maurice. Oh, he's playing in the um, the celebrity softball game for the for the MLB All Star game. That's what he's doing. Hmm. I knew it was Sunday, though. That's Saturday. Well, he's going to be wherever that is for that. Where is the All Star game this year? I'm not even sure. That's in Washington. Yeah. Okay. And And that game is actually, that game is on. Extreme Rules is Pittsburgh? That game is on Sunday. But I think Extreme Rules is in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, but that game is on Sunday. The Home Run Derby is Monday. The game is on Tuesday. Oh. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, that's. So he's not going to be in Pittsburgh. Okay. Hmm. So then, I don't know. I guess they win, but it's we'll see what happens. Um, Caitlin, she's back. What do you think? Yep. How does she fit in today's women's division? I think it's good to have another big name, or, or not, I'll say big name, but another name from the past that people recognize. I like uh, her. I liked her too. I, I thought before she left, she was hitting like her stride. Her and AJ WWE. had a lot of potential. Like as yeah. a like when you talk about like best rivalries and that kind of stuff, like I thought she had serious upside as a top baby face. I thought that she was hitting her stride before she left uh, WWE. Uh, the back in I think it was 2014, I believe it was. Yeah, I, I think she could play. She could be play a good role in a Mayan Classic as like the the veteran is coming back for another shot. Like like Serena like Serena Deeb was last year in last year's Mayan Classic, who. Haven't seen really since the Mayon Classic, but I'm surprised by that. I figured they would bring her back because I thought she had a good showing in last year's Mayon Classic. But, um, you know, Kayla can play that role. And, you know, it's nice to have a fresh face around it. Like I said, people recognize. I, 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 like I, said, I liked her the first time around. I don't see why it would be wrong to bring her back this time. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. I uh, I don't know where she belongs, though. Not on NXT. I think she would have to be on one of the main well, shows. But that, that's if they she comes back full time. She has I mean, like to, I said, right? Cena, Serena Deeb didn't come back full That's time. True. But I feel like there's Kayla, so many others in that tournament that they didn't sign. Like Piper Niven, 
who is going to be in Ring of Honor on a Ring of Honor show soon. So like, there's there's a lot of like they got Tony Storm, I think, in the NXT UK brand or something like that. But yeah. there's a lot of women that were I thought they were definitely going to sign. Well, NXT and it just is suddenly really thin in the women's division department. Yeah, especially with, if Nikki Cross, like she appeared on a live show for SmackDown this week, like if uh, if she's moving up with Sanity now, like it's a she should. I mean, I agree, but like if you look at the amount of women on the roster in NXT now, like they have been pillaged to an extreme extent. Well, like it's they Bianca might have Belair, to that. It's uh, Candice Del Rey, uh, Del Rey, Ray? Is it Candice Del Rey? Del Rey. Yeah, I'm thinking of Sarah Del Rey. Um uh Ky- Kyrie Sane who else is there um you got the champion you got a uh, Baszler yeah I mean you got uh Dakota Kai yeah Dakota Kai you got Lacey Evans so what is that six uh yeah five, five or six I mean I guess that's a good amount for a one hour show yeah but it'd be nice if they added to it a little bit like I said there were a couple women that I thought they were definitely going to sign I can't remember the one she went to the semifinals. uh I want to say her last name is Martinez um Man, I can't remember her name off the top of my head now, but she was really good. Uh, a little older, she had been she's been around for a while, but she was a uh, really good. I can't. I got it. Mercedes Martinez. So there are eight people right now in the division, and that's yeah, including I, I, the champ. I thought they would definitely sign Mercedes Martinez. They signed who is Tamara uh, Conti? She's a Brazilian. Okay, she's pretty good. She was in the Mayon Classic last year. Uh, I want to say was it. Uh, not Lacey Evans. There's another one, an Australian that they signed. Dakota Kai's She's friend, really young. The one that's who was hurt or something. No, it was uh, she was Rhea Ripley. Mm. It's a really young one. She's like 20 that they signed. I thought was really good. They, they actually did sign her, and I think they signed Kavita Devi as well. But so they got some out of that tournament. They just had to try out a couple weeks ago, uh, with some some more women that they might sign. I guess. Uh, so oh, yeah, they're signing I mean, what's her name from uh, Impact. Her and Robbie E are probably getting contracts. Yeah, what uh, had Green, What's her name? Emma Green. Candace. What's it? Not Candace. It's uh. Was it Emma Green? What is it? Candace Green. It's not Emma Green. Uh, man, I can't remember now. Off the top of my head. Something Green. Right, you're right about that. Um, uh, what is that name? Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. I knew someone to see, but yeah, they definitely had tryouts, like you said. So I mean. They're going to replace. Like I said, I figured that more of the women from the Mayon Classic last year would be in there. Like I said, Piper Niven, uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, and Serena D. But you know, they only brought back a couple. So, I mean, you know, it takes time, I guess. And they, I don't know who else, who all they got down at the Performance Center. That's let's get the beautiful people you know, down there. As if they still want to wrestle. Yeah. So, let's get uh, Brooke Tessmacher. Let's get all the impact. Yeah, women. just bring them all in. There you go. Speaking of impact, they signed Tessa Blanchard. Did you see that? Yeah, like a multi-year deal. D- David Meltzer's favorite women's wrestler finally got uh, signed somewhere. Have you been watching Impact recently? I have not, but I've heard good things. Okay. I don't think I have Pop TV, <laughs> but I have. <laughs> well, they put like everything on their YouTube page, so you can watch most oh, of the show well, from their YouTube. I could, page. I could look for it, but yeah. I, I've heard good things though. Like, and I'm, I'm glad to hear it though, because I, I figured that. They just needed somebody to steady the ship and with impact. Yeah. And it feels like that just would happen. Are they selling a bunch of tickets all over the country? No. But just steady that ship. Don't be terrible. Just don't be terrible for like a year. But also keep be your a- guys. Like that's the other thing. It's right. like they're now signing people to long term contracts. So you can keep the people, yeah. get some people who aren't like cast off some other promotions. 
They got Tessa Blanchard, a, a person that's on the independent circuit that could use the exposure of being in a promotion like that's on television. I mean, they got people that you can't really see anywhere else, which is what they needed yep. for a long time. So, so long, like you said, they got so many people who just were cast off. As soon as they got fired from WWE, they were right in Impact. As soon as that 90-day clause is over, look at Damian Sandow, who did nothing with Impact Wrestling, but he was you know, right there when as soon as he was able to and did nothing for Impact Wrestling. But it's good that they just steadied the ship. And they got a good, solid product, and they need to just be consistent for – you know, six months a year, and then try to make a little step here and there. You know, it, it takes time. Ring of Honor, it took Ring of Honor 15, 17 years, or 18 years to get to this point where they are and they're finally getting to Madison Square Garden. And the prior regimes in Impact or TNA, they were trying to hit, get quick rich, get rich quick, essentially. They were trying to make, hit homers right off the bat and make these big, huge strides they weren't ready for. And of course, you saw what happened that they pretty much was on the brink of extinction like no more than a year ago. And now they've steadily, you know, come back a little bit. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. So we'll see. Last thing before we go, um, I'm looking at the betting odds for this Sunday. Uh, is there any, have you looked at it at all? The, the what? The betting look at odds the, what the for extreme rules on Sunday. I have not. I typically don't look at it because sometimes I give away the finishes. They're usually right on those betting odds. Uh, who would you guess is the favorite? Like, has the best odds of winning on Sunday? Who would you guess? Um, Roman Reigns. No, that's <laughs> actually the most like fifty-fifty one. Okay. Well, yeah, that's not surprising. It's a toss. Uh, I'm. I have no idea. AJ Styles minus four sixty. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised by that neither. The disrespect to Rusev on his yeah. on Rusev Day, no less. You just said that he had no shot at winning, and now you're saying it's disrespect. I'm, I'm. That's very tongue in cheek. Like it's, uh, <laughs> he, just, he has no shot. It's not happening. <laughs> My favorite bet, though, looking up and down the card, that I like a lot, that I would jump on, if I was a betting man, it's uh, Kevin Owens Braun Strowman. I Braun Strowman has killed Kevin Owens for the last month, and I'm still not certain if it's been good for Kevin Owens, but, uh. Might be Kevin. Might I think, I think about it. Winning. This is a way that he can win. Yeah, that he can don't have to pin him. He can just yeah. He's gonna he can escape something. the cage. Yeah, he's gonna do something. Like so, Braun Strowman's the favorite, but I could definitely see Kevin Owens doing something to win this match. Yeah, I could see that. I think I picked Braun Strowman on my show, the Straight Shooters. But now that I think about it, since it's a cage match, that's an easy way to beat Braun Strowman. Well, let's go through our picks real quick, and then we'll go. Um, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, who do you have? Alexa Bliss. Same. Um, do we get a Rousey appearance in this match? Has it been 30 days? That's a good question. I have no idea. I don't think so, so no. AJ Styles or Rusev? AJ. Okay. The Leaders of Worlds versus the B team? Uh, Hardy and uh, Wyatt. Okay. Asuka, Carmella. This is tough. I think Asa's got to win. I think she has to win, but it would not surprise me if another schmozzy finish resulted in Carmella winning. But I will say Asuka. Um, Team Hell No, Bludgeon Brothers, we already talked about. Ziggler Rollins is something I'm obviously looking forward to, but um, I have Rollins here. I got Ziggler. Okay. I think if you're building up Rollins as the new top babyface workhorse that fans love and adore, I think he has to win this. 
I think he should be competing for the universal title, though. I just don't think that's happening anytime soon. Well, he's got to be your top babyface. It, sh- it should happen, but probably won't. But Reigns, I'm going with Ziggler. We talked about Nakamura, Hardy. I have Nakamura. I agree. Yeah. Um, Balor, Corbin. Balor. Yeah. I am a little nervous about that one. I could see Corbin winning this, but I think Balor. Didn't Corbin just win. pin him like a couple weeks ago? Uh, did he? I, don't I think know. he did. I mean, I know he had t- they attacked each other um, last week. Right? Didn't he come out and they had that weird random, like it was the 10.30 slot where Corbin was telling him he should apologize? Wasn't that last week? I, I can't remember. I feel like that was last they, week. These, show, these shows run together. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Um, But yeah, I think that's everything, right? And then Sanity is on the pre-show against the New Day. Sanity. Yeah. That would be, it would not be a good look. And remember that Big E push that we were all expecting? Pre-show. I don't know why y'all were expecting that. I, I don't, I'm right there with you. It sucks because Big E is amazing. And I like him too. Push, but it's uh, it's not happening. But you look at the just look at the roster. It is, I don't see how they, they're gonna just all of a sudden make a, a big E push. All of a sudden, just magically appear out of nowhere. I mean, they did it with Jinder Mahal, but I just don't see them that happening with Big E. I love Big E though. I, I agree with you. I think he is talented. He is worthy. But I think and it's funny that we we all think Big E's gonna get the push, but the New Day they all want Kofi Kingston to be WWE champion because he's been around the longest. Yeah. So interesting little thing there. What I hope they do is Nakamura wins on Sunday and we get uh, heel Nakamura dealing with Big E or Kofi for a couple months. That's what I hope they do because those are going to be Maybe. some good matches. And those could be I'm really looking fun. For, I'm looking forward to Nakamura just being U.S. champion and claiming that he can't speak English. Yes. That's going to be hilarious. Heel Nakamura is consistently great. Um, yeah. Von Johnson, we did it. We're back. Fun podcast. I appreciate you taking the time as always, sir. Hey, man, thanks. I appreciate you having me, man. I always love coming on and talking some wrestling. Well, we can find you on Twitter at Von M. Johnson. We can read you at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And uh, enjoy London, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll be heading out there Sunday night. I'm jealous. Um, is there any chance I could be a stowaway? Uh, I mean, unless you want to get caught up in customs, then I don't know. I wouldn't suggest that. I just don't have a passport, so I don't know of an alternative that I can do. But um, either way... Vaughn, we will talk again soon, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out chasethomaspodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we will be back with another episode very soon. Thanks guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.